Hello and welcome. G'day, g'day. Welcome to another episode of Charging Stallion Presents. News we like. My name's Cam. My name's Tim. And thank you for chucking us in your ears yet again. It's good to be back in here. It feels familiar. It feels warm. feels like you've had some some lies told to you, though, <laughs> now that we're sitting inside your eardrums and can see every other thing that's coming here. What have you been doing since you last listened to us? Watching the real news, eh? <laughs> what have your thoughts been? Yeah. We can see them through this hole here. How many pieces of pizza have you eaten? Do you think it's too Is intimate? That food shaming? Do you, if, they, <laughs> if you're putting food in your ears, I think they deserve to be shamed. So, Cam, this is our last podcast of the year. Yeah. Um, I'd like to to just do just do a fun little end of year little little wrap up and just say that uh, mm. just thank you to to everyone who's been listening to the podcast this year. It's been awesome, Cam. Yeah, thanks so much for listening. We really appreciate it. Like, it is nice talking to Timmy. It is always a good time, Timmy. <laughs> and you, brother. But thank you, especially you, sitting there on the tram or train or forcing somebody who doesn't understand who we are or what this is to listen to it because you're friends with us. We appreciate you doing that. And it's been a great year, Cam. We've been able to clock off some uh, live podcasts as well, which has been great. And uh, just uh, thank you to everyone that's uh, come on the podcast as well as guests. It's been it's been awesome to uh, to merge the podcast in with uh, the bands that we play with as well. Um, you know, we've been able to have some some great guests from from Jade to to Sniff to a bunch of the guys on the Coin Toss tour. It's been awesome. Yeah, I've loved it, man. What a year! This is the the year we launched the podcast. That's it, man. And yeah. what, so this is episode number. 36 36 yeah it's awesome man it's a good that's a great great year's work cheers to cheers yeah. to the to the year camera and thank you for listening to our little bit of self-praise yeah <laughs> <laughs> um and good on you i'll, I'll leave a gap I'm, I'm gonna ask you dear stallion what thing you're most proud of and then just you don't have to say it out loud if you're in public but what thing are you most proud of this year yeah nice Good work. We're proud of you. Very proud. <laughs> Unless they said something like got away with murder. Oh, yeah. Or like I was going to say beaten, gonorrhea, but that's good. No, that's a positive thing. <laughs> yeah. Do you prefer it when people get beaten by gonorrhea? No, when they beat it. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. There's definitely, I'm definitely on on the, the negative uh, gonorrhea You're side. not on team gonorrhea. I'm not pro gonorrhea, no. Yeah, okay. <laughs> Syphilis, on the other hand. Oh, yeah, big yeah, fan. Baby. <laughs> How's your week been, Camo? Fairly uneventful. Um, my workmates found out that I catch an Uber to work, which I've been trying to keep under wraps. They found that out, and now, like, I don't know why I was embarrassed. I guess it just seems like I am way too passionate about my job. But, yeah, now they, like, hassle me. So they'll be like, oh, who, did you, who was your driver today? <laughs> But man, you love this company, Cam. <laughs> it's an hour and a half commute to get there. Is it? Is it that sort of child, like that childlike thing where someone puts it on you because you like something too much? It's not cool to like. It's not cool to want to get to work in a, yeah. on time. Yeah. Yeah, man. It's like arriving at class ten minutes early. Oh right. Yeah. Yeah. Like paying paying Uber the company to get to work just seems way too passionate. <laughs> How's your week? It's been good, man. I went to uh, I went to Newcastle. And was uh, able to spend some time uh, with my little niece. So I've mm. got 
I've only got one one niece and yeah. so my 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 uh, my my brother's little girl and it's crazy man because I saw her I, I I would have seen her about six months ago for mm. a, for a uh, first birthday. She's a little person now. Yeah, it's crazy, dude. Like she's got her own personality. She's got shit that she thinks is funny. Yeah, like it's 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 hilarious. Yeah, like uh, anything where get stuck on the dog's head, hilarious. A bucket on a dog's head, that is funny. <laughs> um, she likes she likes when she she she'll be eating, and when she's finished, she'll she'll look at whoever's around around her, pick up the the um the food that she doesn't want to eat on the plate, just throw it, and then she goes. Oh no! <laughs> like she fully plays like like this thing it just happened and she had nothing to do with it. I think it's hilarious. Do so, does the parents think it's hilarious when she does the food one? Um, they thought it was funny that I was laughing. Uh, yeah, and yeah. then and then uh, my sister in law sort of sort of said, "Tim, we're not allowed to laugh. We know it's funny, but mm. we're not allowed to like or any anything that you know she was she was meant to be getting in trouble for." I just I just laughed. Yeah, I just thought it was funny, to- but. Took the training back like six months. <laughs> yeah, it's just like full reckless uncle mode. I kind of like it. Yeah, I feel true. it suits me really well. Yeah, definitely, man. <laughs> but and then uh, and then yesterday, uh, my girlfriend and I went to the drive-in movies. Yeah, went to the went to the drive-in movies. What did you say? Uh, we went and saw the newest Grinch, the the Grinch movie. Is there a sequel to the Grinch? <laughs> so it's like an animated one with Benedict Cumberbatch as the as the Grinch's voice. Ah, yeah, okay. I yeah. definitely haven't heard about that. Yeah, it was all right. Like it was, it was, it was, it was, it was. But it was just fun to be back at the drive-ins, man. Like I hadn't, I hadn't been back there since I was maybe 11, 12 years old. I've never been. You've never been to the drive-ins? Huh. Well, this is in North Coburg, man. We should go one night because they're shutting it. They're they're going to shut it down, and I then I don't think there's one in Melbourne anymore. They're shutting it down forever. I think so. I just okay. think I just don't think enough people go to drive-in movies anymore. Mm. But we went. When we went, you know, it was like Monday, Tuesday night and it was packed. Mm. There's heaps of people there, but I don't know. Yeah. I, I think of it from, I think American movies taught me this. I think of it as a place where you go to make out, like you don't really watch the film. Yeah. Uh, we, we had the boot popped and then we were just like smoking durries in the in the, in the back of the boot with like, and show had like, a uh, blankets and 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 mattress and pillows yeah. in there, so it was comfy. But it was kind of cool just to be able to punch some darts while watching a movie outside. Yeah, it was pretty cool. Yeah, I yeah. like that. Yeah, and it was and in North Coburg, man, like they just don't give a fuck that much up there. Yeah, they're just real chill about things. Yeah, well dodged. You didn't end up really answering if, if you made out with your missus. <laughs> <laughs> I think that 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 um, question can work both ways because then it's like a no. It's like oh. Is everything all right with your relationship, right? <laughs> you know what I mean? Or if it's, or it's yes and it's like, oh, you're pervert. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> exactly. Should we jump into the stories of the week, Camo? Yeah, man. All right. So uh, first headline for the week is Kansas man who who blamed wrongful conviction, conviction on doppelganger gets $1.1 million settlement. So Kansas has agreed to pay $1.1 million to a man who spent 17 years in prison after being wrongfully committed of a robbery that he said was committed by someone who looks just like him. And Cam, this is the photo of the, um, on the right is the man who was wrongly 
uh, committed. And yep. on the left is the guy that actually committed the crime. Oh, man. Um, how close do you reckon they look? Extremely close. In fact, if you had told me that it was just that somebody had stretched the left-hand JPEG, like they'd opened <laughs> it in the wrong program, and it's the same guy, I totally would have like bought that. He's even got the same sort of T-shirt on. <laughs> well, the guy, the guy on the right is wearing two T-shirts. It's <laughs> a, a weird thing when people wear two T-shirts, right? Like, I get it. Yeah. If it's like, it may be, I feel it's only acceptable if you're doing that style where it's like a long sleeve underneath yeah. and like a, and a short sleeve over the top. You were pioneering a new version of that recently. <laughs> that, was a, that one was I was trying to bring back? Or was I, what was I trying? I can't remember. I thought you had added a twist to it. Because <laughs> I remember we were having like the there's con- not enough already going on in that, <laughs> in that occasion. Eh? Yeah, I, I have a feeling you tried to like add a little bit of pizzazz to the <laughs> long sleeve, short sleeve thing. Maybe a crop? Yeah, maybe. A little vest? No, a vest is too much. You should never wear a vest. But so this guy, right, so he spends 17 years in prison Mm. um, and it was a guy that looked exactly like him that committed the crime. What I want to ask you, Cam, is he gets paid one mil. So he gets paid 1.1 mil. So let's just just, like say a million dollars. 17 years of your life. That doesn't seem like enough money to be paid out by by Like I get it. Like it's not like... It's 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 not the the easiest crime to solve when you get mm. that put in front of you because they look so alike. It's yeah. crazy. Yeah. But a million dollar payout isn't enough for the for best seven. years of your life. Seventeen years and you get a mil. Yeah, man. And um, a million. This might be way too middle class of me to say, but a million dollars has lost its ring. Yeah. Like, I feel like as a kid, I thought if I had a million dollars, I would never have to work again. Mm-hmm. But I feel like if I had a million dollars now, I'd spend it in two years. Yeah, dude. Yeah. And so that this guy, you're right. He's lost the best years of his life. And then he gets to have a two year holiday. Like that's, it's not a good enough compensa- <laughs> compensation not, at all. You should, I, I'm thinking, I was thinking five, five mil. Mm. I think five mil is the, is, is the minimum. Yeah. I, I wonder how they worked it out because you would think that the guy should get at least like, I don't know, like 250 grand for every year that he was locked. Like, well, what would you mm. say a year would be worth? Like if you, if, if just say you were locked up for a year, mm. how much do you reckon you should get back for, for a year of your life taken? I'd actually like $500,000. Like yeah. that's nowhere near like that. I mean, as in that's way more than I would ever earn, yeah. but for what it's like worth to me. Yeah. I think so, man. I yeah. think, I think that guy should be, should be like on like whatever whatever five hundred times seventeen is. Get your calculator out, stallions. <laughs> <laughs> but it's 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 a lot more money than than a million dollars. Yeah, man. Um. So, eyewitness testimony sent Jones to prison for an attack and robbery in the parking lot of a Walmart. Uh, no physical evidence was linked to Jones to the crime, and he always maintained his innocence. He was freed after supporters found evidence that another man who looked just like him lived near the Walmart. This is mm. crazy how this is happening now, Cam. Like, like heaps of these cases, um, the Teacher's Pet podcast that's 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 um, brought open the Lynette Dawson case who was uh, most probably killed by her husband 35 years ago. Okay. And he's now been, he's now been recently arrested because of a, of, of a podcast. Mm. Like, you know, and, and now it's people going out there and 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 you know solving crimes yeah it's it's crazy it's cool yeah man it's very cool 
Is that? I think that's when you know that you've made it as a podcast is when you help a crime get solved. Do you think that for us it'll be something to do with the poo jogger? It has to be the poo jogger, bro. Like, <laughs> we, look, we've been a little bit, we've been a little bit slack on trying to to. We need that's one thing that's going to be my maybe before the end of this podcast, Cam. Mm. We um. We work out a, a New Year's resolution for the podcast each for next year. Yeah. I'm going to grab that one and I'm going to get more in-depth with the poo jogging community, with mm-hmm. the uh, poo jogging news out there in, in, in the world. Yeah. Because it's just something that needs to be spoken about. Yeah, man, for sure. <laughs> Celebrity chef Pete Evans is advocating for steering directly at the sun. Pete Evans <laughs> Pete Evans is an Australian celebrity chef most famous for his appearance on My Kitchen Rules. He has 197,000 followers on Instagram and he often posts little nuggets of health wisdom for those followers. Over the last couple of years, we've gotten a few of his thoughts on a lot of things because he's very vocal about his alternative views on medicine. If you're not familiar with his ideals, here's a couple for you. He advises against using sunscreen. He thinks there's fluoride in the water and the fact that there's Wi-Fi in the world, both those two things are the cause of a lot of society's problems. And he's given this little tasty tidbit on a new method that he's come up with. So he posted a picture on on his Instagram of him staring straight at the sun. And here's his, his caption to go with it. Every day I love to immerse myself in an experience within the cleansing ocean water, as well as a brief gaze into the radiant light of the early rising or late setting sun. These simple yet powerful practices have got to be two of the best forms of free medicine on the planet for the body, mind and spirit. Hashtag sun gazing. (laughs) (laughs) All right. So, so he's not advertising say, um, Midday, 2 p.m., staring yeah. straight at the He's sun. He's not a maniac. <laughs> so is, but wouldn't, wouldn't you say, look at a sunrise, look at a sunset? Like he's if just. You, if you were. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, if you wanted people not to look directly into it. But, mm. but Pete's saying, yeah, wait till it's a little dimmer, but then stare straight into straight that bad it. boy. But he, he, he gives a little bit of like, um, I guess his version of, T's and C's, terms and conditions. He says, um, it's brief. He says, so he loves to immerse himself within the cleansing ocean water and then have a brief gaze into the radiant light of the <laughs> early rising or late setting sun. Do you think he learnt the hard way that the midday sun was not the one? He sounds like a man that doesn't take advice from anyone and has all of his opinions on his successions or failures. That man has stared at the sun every... He's, he's tested, well, okay, not 2pm, can we do 3? Alright, 4 tomorrow. Yeah. <laughs> he spent time on this, man. Yeah, man, and he's figured it out for us. So learn from Pete's mistakes and <laughs> find that sweet spot. Sunset or sunrise straight into the middle of the sun. Cannabis found to alter genetic profile of sperm. Scientists warn that men attempting to conceive should avoid consuming cannabis for six months as a drug could affect sperm. Um, Legal access to cannabis is increasing across the US, promoting scientists to dig deeper into the effects of the THC in teens, adults, and pregnant women. 
New research from Duke University has suggested that THC could impact the sperm of men in their childbearing years and potentially the children that they conceive. Previous research established that tobacco smoke, pesticides and all these things can alter sperm as well. But they're saying um, in the same way the Duke research shows that THC could affect the way genes are expressed and causes structural and regulatory changes in the DNA of the smokers as well. So it's like changing your 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 DNA as well that you're passing on. Yeah. So, so they're saying that if just say you like uh, just say you had one kid right mm-hmm. and you've never smoked weed before and you have one kid and then the net like the 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 the, the next the next time um, you have a kid and you've been smoking heaps you've of been weed, hanging out at the bowl. Yeah, that the, the the DNA that you'd have in the second kid would be would be different. Yeah. to the first one. Well, they'd have their own DNA anyway. But you know what I'm you know what mm. I'm saying? Yeah, it's man. It's weird. And as a weed smoker, <laughs> I kind of go. You can look at these things in two ways. You can go, uh oh, should probably look into that a bit more. Or you could be like, cool. So it's kind of like X Men. <laughs> you reckon it'll improve them? Well, you never know. You the, the research won't come out until the next sort of you know few generations. So, who knows? It could be this. This what, what do you call it? The the mutant change. This is the yeah. start, maybe. Yeah, man. That's what superpower hopeful, do you think that your children would have? So, is it like a if it if if it was like a Batman, would it be like a stoner Batman, or if it was like a a Superman, he was like he may be like a. a you know, a little bit swervy in the sky or just like, (laughs) (laughs) or like he's like halfway through solving a crime. He just kind of goes off and does something else. Yeah, gazes up at the roof, (laughs) loses his train of thought. Maybe he hangs out with Pete Evans and just watches the, but he'd be watching like that midday. Like if you're a superhero, you go straight to midday, son. Yeah, that would be his power. (laughs) Yeah, that's crazy, man. Is is six months even doable? Like I feel like that's, that seems huge like yeah i know i know the girl has to carry the child for nine <laughs> for nine months but like, but let's let's be realistic <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh man that's brilliant yeah dude i think you know six months is just it's just too brutal <laughs> yeah too much effort <laughs> i mean yeah you got to carry a kid for nine months but i've got to not smoke weed for six <laughs> i don't want to hear any complaining out of you <laughs> Andrew Broad is an MP in the Nationals Party and he's best known for being a campaigner against marriage equality. He recently resigned from his role as minister after New Idea magazine printed a series of text messages between Andrew and a woman named Amy who he met in Hong Kong. So this is absolutely my story of the week to me. Buckle in to be. I'm excited, bro, because I haven't. I don't know anything about this. Oh yeah. Yeah, I haven't heard. I haven't heard any of. I haven't heard any of this yet. I actually have to, but give props and thank our friend Jess for bringing my attention to this because there was no other story I'd say this week or maybe even this month Whoa. that sent shivers up my front the way that this. <laughs> that this... Not the spine. This is up the front. <laughs> That's when you know it's intense, man. Yeah, bro. So I'm just gonna read this whole thing. Married Australian MP will quit the parliament over a scandal in which he had dinner in Hong Kong with a much younger woman he met on a sugar daddy's dating website. (laughs) He sent her a series of explicit texts detailing his completely dishonourable intentions. 
Andrew Broad, a 43-year-old father from rural-based natu- uh, National Party, initially quit his French bench... Front... Sorry, I'm just chewing this to bits, <laughs> if you can understand a word of what I'm saying. Anyway, uh, Mr. Broad met the woman online and then began sending her WhatsApp messages, such as, I've booked a flashy room to seduce you back to, and in another message he said, I'm a country boy, so I know how to fly a plane ride a horse, and F my woman. <laughs> my, in- <laughs> my intentions are completely dishonorable. After what was I- that last line again? <laughs> my intentions are completely dishonorable. Whoa. <laughs> After the girl that he's texting told him that she found Australian accents sexy, he replied with, I'll pull you close. I'll run my strong hands down your back, softly kiss your neck, and whisper, G'day, mate. That made me feel actually a little bit physically ill. It really did. I actually I had, a, I had a little sip of beer and I got a little bit of a vomity feeling. <laughs> <laughs> that is fucked up, dude. I just, That's some serial killer shit, man. I want you to just <laughs> take that and I've never imagined G'day, mate, as being mm-hmm. remotely raunchy. Like, it's, he changed the phrase forever. Mm. He ruined it. He yeah. took it and he fucking did a big old shit on it. It's disgusting, man. This guy is a fucking creep. I know what you mean about the, the chills up the, up the front camera. Yeah, man. Bad aim. So that was my exact reaction when I read this story. I was like, oh, yuck, bro. And then I realized, no matter who you are, it's so easy to judge somebody else's flirting style or sexting style. And I was like, you know what? Maybe I have a look at my own. Oh, shit! <laughs> so I, what I've done to me is mm-hmm. I've screenshotted. So I went into my own messages to somebody else where I was getting raunchy and I was getting uh, flirty. I've screenshotted them and I've sent them to you on Facebook. Now they, there is a name in that. Don't okay. read out. Oh, the, yeah. don't, so every time you get to the name, don't read the name. So okay. I, I want to protect this person's shame, but for having received these from me, but I don't want to protect mine. So I sent this to so a I person. So I can read your name, obviously. They yeah. know that it's you. Yeah. So the subject line yeah. for this, which I don't think is in that screenshot, was, oh man, like when I, I read through more than just this one today to try and find an example of how cringy my version of flirting is. And oh man, it ruined my day. But the, the subject line of this, this email was just baby dot, dot, dot. Oh my so, goodness. So Timmy, I'm going to hand over to you All and right. just read out this message that I sent to somebody to get the mood going. All right, here we go. Oh, baby, my heart bounced, capitals, when I saw that I had an email from you. I have hot tears in my eyes. (laughs) You're my everything, baby. I love you so, so much. I will hold you. I will kiss you. I will tell you everything's okay. I love you, baby. I love you so much. Wow, I am too happy. My mind has been spinning, hoping everything is okay, worrying that I wouldn't hear from you until you're back. Oh, baby, huge sigh of happiness. (laughs) I can't wait to hold you to my chest. You beautiful girl. You're worth more to me than anything. I love you, baby. 
I finished the formal classes and even printed certificates out saying, Certificate of Excellence Granted by a New Zealand radio veteran, Ken oh, Bisley. What is that? <laughs> is that you? Like, That's me bragging. <laughs> oh, I didn't even remember that. Ha 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 ha. Ha 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 ha. I am such a schmuck face. Is that like a Jewish word, schmuck face? <laughs> Sounds like it, eh? I am breathing sweet air again now that I've heard from you. Oh. You are amazing. I fell asleep with my phone open on a picture of us at that art gallery last night and woke up and it was the first thing that I saw. I love you. I want to make you happy. Okay, baby. Send me like one-line emails if you ever can. I miss you so much. This is torturous. I love you, Cam. Oh, man. Okay. <laughs> so, dude, when you... I, I, I am so just like commendable to you right now for just being like, fuck it, dude, chuck that out there. Because that wasn't just like a Tinder line. That that wasn't like a, hey, what do you, you know, like you know how they say you are what you eat, well, tomorrow I'm going to be you. Yeah, yeah. It's not like like an embarrassing pickup line. Like that's, that was heartfelt, bro. Yeah. Yeah. That was me at my most (laughs) intimate. And after I read through that and a bunch of others, I was like, nobody is cool when they're sexting. So you know what? This- yeah, but so you have heart. He didn't have heart. You've got heart in yours, bro. Like, don't beat yourself up. I, I say don't beat yourself too much about it. That's not as bad. Not That's not even in the same ballpark as that creep that you read Do out you before. Do you reckon? Dude, he's on another level. He that, that was kind of funny and a little bit cringe. His made me want to be physically sick. <laughs> I saw, like, I felt a 50-year-old man's hand coming up my thigh when you were reading that out. <laughs> <laughs> he, that dude is disgusting. Oh, thanks, man. <laughs> All right, cool, cool. On to the last story here from me. Uh, Prolific poacher sentenced to watch Bambi movie in jail by U.S. court. Mm. Have you heard about this, Cam? No. So a judge in the U.S. state of Missouri has sentenced a poacher to repeat screenings of Bambi, the Walt Disney classic, um, uh, about a fawn whose mother is slain by a hunter. Have you seen Bambi before, Cam? Years ago, but yeah. yeah. So pretty much is that... Bambi's the, the the little fawn and her mother gets killed by a hunter and it's about, like, her coming out into the world without a mother and mm. stuff. Um, very sad. Very sad movie. And it's, like, super intense for a kid's movie. Like yeah. like how we were talking about My Girl, mm. how that movie's super intense. Yeah. When you're a, like, even when you're an adult, bro, like, kids should be watching that fucking yeah. movie. Yeah. <laughs> um, David Berry, the dude, will be forced to see the animated movie at least once a month during his year-long term, the result of what law enforcement officials described as one of their largest ever posting poaching investigations. I think it's really cool. Yeah, I love it, man. Like, there's something a little bit cheerfully sadistic about that type of punishment. Well, I think that, I think that when you look at prison, mm. the right way... To, to, to look at it in the right way that it should work is a place for people to come out as changed people and better people for the society, right? Like if you were going to uh, in in like think of your the best way that incarceration could mm. work, that's what you'd hope for, right? You want people to come out and they'd be better people and that kind of thing. Yeah. A lot of the time that doesn't happen. I think things like this is good. Like it's bringing out, it's kind of like sit down 
and just think about what you've done. Like just think about mm. and just and just have a little think about the effect that, that your actions are having. I think mm. it's more of like a, a there's a bit more love behind it. It's like you know, kind of. Do you think that it's that, that it's because they want him to change? They want him to feel really bad. I like. I like your angle on it. Like a, a, it's nice if that is the case. But is it a little too cheerful? I yeah. It sounded a bit cheerful coming out. <laughs> I feel like it's Christmas, you know. <laughs> I know that there's podcasts where people like watch the same movie every week as a like form of self-flagellation and I feel like it's one of those where it's like it's like a drop of water that just drips on your head all night and you can't you don't have enough energy to block it with your hand like it's just Mm -hmm. slow torture because they know that he won't enjoy it and he'll just be rolling his eyes every time that it's on i do agree with you though like it would be good if people came out and they were better and they were like like had a more kind perspective but i just do you think that works? Do you think approaches like that work or it's just like I don't a- think that sort of, I don't think making somebody watch something once a month mm. will do it. I I reckon that there sh- creative approaches to punishment I'm all for, but I wonder what the what uh, what my version of that would be. Like maybe Oh, if it was you. Like giving him a punishment. Oh, if you were giving him a punishment. Yeah. yeah. Like I'm trying to yeah. what's the version I want what how would you make a man feel like he was being poached? <laughs> would you kidnap him and not warn him like how Jackass did that thing where they didn't tell their mate that it was a setup but they made him think he was being kidnapped by Al-Qaeda? Oh yeah, that's hilarious. Like maybe they do that to him or they like just take him out in the prison yard and they give all of the prisoners uh, paintball guns mm. and they just kind of go, like, they kind of release him and they just go, all right, guys, have a hunt. <laughs> yeah, he gets, yeah, he has to get hunted once a month yeah. by the other prisoners and they have paintball guns. Yeah, I think yeah. that's it, man. But then, and you know, and then it kind of like, they'll be like, oh, you know, this is a fun way to shoot people. <laughs> <laughs> I think my version actually ended up more psycho. <laughs> Like it definitely doesn't help him come out and go, well, society ain't so bad. He's not going to integrate after that. But if you've never seen Bambi, great movie. Yeah. I'd like to hear his review of it after he's done Dude, that. Dude, I would love to hear his review of the movie, actually. Like how many stars would he give it? How well would he know it? I wonder if he'll, he'll be able to quote it. Oh, hard out by the end. Yeah. Yeah. There's been a massive surge in snake bites in Queensland recently, Timmy. Oh, thanks for bringing a, my, uh, a story from my home, homeland, my, my uh, place of upbringing camp. This no worries. Nice. There's going to be a lot of words in this story that I have never heard before. Yeah, They're, I can help you. Suburb names. So I might just, as I go through this, I mm-hmm. might just get you to tell me just in a brief paragraph, what is this place like? like okay. Is it real fancy? Like, Sounds good. So yesterday, a person from Kenmore, what's Kenmore? Uh, Kenmore is actually from where uh, my girlfriend is from, the suburb that oh. my, my girlfriend grew up in. So is it full of gamers? Um, like <laughs> <laughs> so it's, it's west side. It's kind of like, um, it's, it's, uh, it's, a, it's a nice nice sort of suburb on the, on the west side of Brisbane. Okay, cool. So it's a lovely area. Yep. A person from there was probably just cruising around, happy to be middle class, bitten by a snake at 10.30 in the morning taken to Royal Brisbane Hospital. Less than an hour later, a child from Jindalee... Jindalee is like a, a, little bit, a little bit more further out. ...was taken to Queensland Children's Hospital in stable condition after they got bitten on the foot. Uh, and then just before 2.30, 
paramedics rushed to another home just outside Brisbane where somebody had been bitten on the foot in Banya. Oh, Banya. I don't even know where Banya is. It sounds like that's somewhere outside of, like, sounds, Banya sounds like it's got country. Yeah. Like they got bushes and shit. Yeah, man. <laughs> a man in his 40s was the next victim. So there's nine people, and this is all on the same day, bro. This is all on, all on the one day. Yes. So, so um, this Like is a, a Queensland, bro. This is a list of how many people got bitten in Queensland by snakes. On Friday, so that's that's what this story is. Uh, um, so this dude in his forties, around seven pm, he was taken to Nambour Hospital. Yep. What's that place like? Uh, Nambour's uh, it's a it's a little bit outside of Brisbane, so like a little bit when on on your way to country. Okay, yeah. yeah. Um, he got taken to hospital. He's okay. Then a man a bit older, a dude in his fifties, got taken to Townsville. Yep, that's uh, North Queensland. Cool. Uh, the next person who got bitten, Jensen. Is that, is that the dude's name? Yeah. What's, what's he like, Timmy? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> One of those places where everyone knows everyone. Yeah. Oh, he was cool in high school, but then he got kind of arrogant. <laughs> well, he got bitten by a snake. <laughs> yeah, I don't know where Jensen is. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, there's been a massive surge in snake bites. Like, isn't. Was that normal when you were a kid? Um, I mean, you definitely... I, I grew up in the suburbs, but we, uh, you know, even around the suburbs, there were still parks and you get, like, snakes in, in the parks, you get spiders in your garages, like, all those kind of things. Mm. But, yeah, we went away camping all the time and you had to be aware of that shit, man. Like, definitely, it's it's not like Melbourne cause, and definitely different to growing up in New Zealand. Yeah, we just don't have them at no, all. Nothing can really... What do you do to prepare if you're out camping with mm-hmm. some mates and you're like, oh, this looks like an area where we would get bitten. Do you just yell to scare them off? Um, I probably wouldn't advise that. I would just say avoid it. How? Like, like, if, you, if, oh, if, like if you go to an area and... Like um, if you've set up your camp yeah. around a fire. Mm-hmm. like if, Oh, and you see a snake. No, you just want to make sure that no, none will come invade your area. Oh, you can't really do it, eh? Uh. Yeah, it's just like if you're out in the bush, you're out in the bush. You can you can avoid it by, say, like not setting up in a place where there's, say, like um, a lot of like uh, foliage and leaves and stuff on the ground or like, yeah. you know, big, big like logs where snakes could be hiding under or something like that, like sleeping. Like you could put your campsite or, or, or somewhere in, on a nice open bit of ground yeah uh but yeah you can't really avoid it man like it's just it's just kind of how how it is i've never been in a situation where i've had too much fear or like gotten to the point where i'm like what can i do to defend myself but in my head i've always thought if you make heaps of noise like throw rocks at other rocks then they will be like i don't want in on that yeah but is that not a technique i would say well if if i was there and the snake was sort of running i would just kind of I'd run. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I would just, or if there was like, well, I know that this is frowned upon, mm. but like, you know, in growing up, people would get them with the shovel and shit. Oh, like, really? You're not meant to, you're not meant to kill the snakes. Like what you're meant to do is you're meant to um, call the snake man and the snake guys will come out to your house and stuff yeah. and get rid of the snake. Yeah. yeah and, cool. it, and it's a real easy thing to do. Like you just, just call them up and they're like, they'll be there within like a couple of hours and, Come get come get rid of it out of your, out of your yard and stuff. We'll call one now. Stay mad. Yes. Good evening, Tony Harrison speaking. G'day, Tony. It's Cam and Timmy from the Charging Stallion podcast. How are you? Yeah, not too bad, guys. Hey, mate. How's it going? 
Good, good, mate. Yeah, good. Hey, we were just discussing, uh, well, my fear of snakes, and we were looking at how many snake bites happened in Brisbane the other day on Friday. It was nine in one day. Is that a, a massive I'm amount? In Brisbane, that, was, that was in Queensland, full stop. That yeah. Was, that was up in Ambleton, everything. Yeah, is that a big number? Like, is that something you're used yeah. to? No, it's not something used to. Um, it is a high number, but, mm. uh, you know, things are changing, so it doesn't surprise me. Yeah. In, in what way are things changing? Uh, bringing out the, the bringing out the snakes. Land development. Oh. Places getting flogged by you know development and the snakes having nowhere to live. And yeah. You get a really hot night and then they're all out and about. Combined with the silly season and people walking around finally on holidays in their thongs with their on their thirteenth beer. Yeah, so, you know, right. Think things are likely to happen. Yeah, I see. So I probably didn't give you a proper intro there to our listeners there, but I've got Tony from Gold Coast and Brisbane Snake Catchers. How long have you been doing this, Tony? Professionally since 1994. I did it for a couple of years prior to that. I've been playing with snakes my whole life, but uh, professionally since 1994. Yeah, nice. So was it just something that you were a natural at? When, like, Were you always fascinated by snakes? No, always fascinated by creepy crawlers as a kid. And um, always had reptiles most of my life. Uh, when I went through a stage of going through puberty and whatnot, partying became a bit of a priority for a while there. But um, there wasn't much of my life that I didn't have a, a reptile at home. So, yeah, pretty much been fascinated with snakes my whole life. Do you have any pet reptiles right now? 180. 180? Whoa. How many we, do of... we do reptile shows as well, so how many... we have to own some. Yeah, okay. How many of them have names? Most of them. Oh, yeah. Awesome. Are you allowed to, can, I know it would probably take ages to name all of them, but say your top five. Oh, look, you know, Kalamata is one of my favourites. We've got two crocs, Fluffy and Furry, and also one croc called Suchos. Um, Red Belly Black, uh, what's his name, Clayton. We just bought an Eastern Brown called Axe because it's a meat axe. We've got Death Hound <laughs> called uh, Katana. That's um, awesome. You know, it, got, it goes on and on and on. Have you had many close calls in your, or, or, yes. or, or like, have you had many, many incidents with, with, with doing this for a career, for a career for such a long time? Yes, I have. Obviously, that's like asking a mechanic if he's ever lost skin off his mouth. Yeah, yeah um, big time. <laughs> yes, there are. When you say close calls to losing blood, that happens on a daily basis. Or you're talking about nearly dying. I've nearly died twice. Wow, that's that's crazy. Been in the hospital twice from goannas, once from a croc. Once from a red belly, once from a rough scale, and once from an eastern brown. What the two that nearly killed me were a rough scale and the eastern brown. Yeah. <clears throat> what was running through your head of those two times? Was it the same experience mentally? Did you go through the no, same thoughts? No, no, no. To be honest with you, um, as I slowly lowered myself into the industry, the thought of being bitten by a venomous snake was is a scary one, and um, I'd read many a story word for word from some people that had been bitten that scared the living daylights out of me yeah and i kind of tried to prepare myself for it the first time it ever happened was a red belly black snake and i thought i know yeah i seen it like it got me well and truly and there was no doubting that it bit me it ripped me open actually Mm. and i thought here you go this is not good and i started to feel sick all of that yeah the lady to run me to hospital but it turns out that it was a dry bite and my own worry made me feel sick i then my next bite was from an eastern brown mm. and i literally thought oh, this could be it it could be all over but the thing is i thought myself, i never want to get bitten by an eastern brown but i remember the fact that i was so concerned about this red belly bite 20 something years ago that, and then it turned out to be nothing i 
thought well, maybe this could be it. Mm. You know, it might be just nothing. I administered first aid within seconds, was at the hospital within minutes. Uh, half an hour later, everything was still cool. And I was giggling and I was thinking, <laughs> another dry bite. And then all of a sudden it went south very quickly. And yeah. I nearly died. And I remember feeling all these sensations. It all happened within three minutes. And I, it, it did scare the living daylights out of me, mate. Wow. And um, because that took a fair while to kick in, the other time that I nearly died from a snake bite, I got bitten. I was at home by myself. Oh. I rang my missus at work and also rang my best mate and said, look, I've just been bitten by a roughie. I'm heading off to the hospital. And instead of grabbing the bandage right in front of me where it was, I walked up to my car to grab a bandage. So by the time I walked from the snake, it was one of my pets, and the snake to my car, which was, you know, one minute, I started to feel the effect straight away. And that made me go, oh, you wish, you know, this is not good. And my poor neighbour just cracked a beer, finished washing his boat after going fishing. <laughs> he looked at me putting a bandage on and goes, we're going to the hospital, aren't we, mate? Uh-huh. So <laughs> within six minutes, he had me in the hospital. But honestly, I, he said it scared the living daylights the way I looked. And also, on the way to the hospital, it was a totally different reaction. Mm. And I was thinking, oh, this is not good because I was suffering anaphylaxis this yeah. time, the last time. So that's a different thing again. That's just a scary, if not scarier, than snake boy, you know? Yeah, right. So Timmy and I were, were discussing between us what techniques people can use to make sure that they're staying safe. I had one that I – tell me if this is a good technique or not. I was thinking – when you're setting up camp, you should make as much noise as possible and throw rocks at other rocks so that the snakes know that you're a bit of a menace so they don't want to come near you. Is that a good tactic? Well, snakes don't have ears, so you can make as much noise oh. as you want. They'll keep the other campers a bit further away from you. But okay. the facts are, they make a living out of staying out of the mouth of other animals. They are permanently alert, permanently looking for birds of prey, cats, dogs. And when they see humans doing the hoo-ha thing, they try hard to stay away. Okay. So just us humans being ourselves is normally enough for them to want to stay away. Yeah, right. <laughs> okay, cool. So if, if, you, if you're at home or camping, look, there's two things in life snakes want. They want food and they want refuge. If your backyard has rocks and railway sleepers and corrugated iron, chooks and guinea pigs and birds, you, you are giving them refuge and attracting their food. Um, the, the refuge like poles or railway sleepers will keep the lizards and the skinks and the frogs and the mice and uh, birds, whatever it is around, and then you're giving them everything they need, the park well and the smorgasbord all rolled into one. So mm. you know, all you have to do is keep the property tidy, and if you're camping, just be yourself. You know, It's yeah. very rare that people sit around reading a book of camping and be quiet, so just be yourself and it's enough to frighten a snake away. Perfect. Well, thank you so much for your time, Tony. It was a pleasure. Thank you very much, mate. And uh, and and just uh, it's just awesome that people are people are out there doing great things like you're doing for a living. And I think it's awesome, mate. Thank you very much for for Cheers, having a chat guys. with us. Cheers, guys. Have a good one. Take care, Tony. See you later. See you. See ya. What a legend! That dude is a lord, bro. That was gnarly. <laughs> Just jump straight in. Just like tell him, like yeah, he like cop some two like almost death stories. Yeah. Awesome! Wow, they're, they're the best stories ever. <laughs> I have never, and I don't think I ever again will have somebody answer the question of do you have any pets with the number one hundred and eighty, oh. and he's named them all. Yeah, what a dude! Well, I wasn't sure either whether you'd set that up or whether that was the first time you guys had spoken. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so I, you, what do you think now? I think you'd had spoken before. Yeah, yeah. I'd been messaging. I haven't spoken to him on the phone, but I'd been messaging him yesterday and today to make sure he was lined up for that conversation. Dude, that was incredible. That guy, I can't believe that. just so crazy to 
happened to you twice where yeah. you get bitten by a snake and you you know, you start to feel yourself dying. Yeah, man. Yeah. To go through that twice. I know. What a what an awesome dude. Yeah, man. All right, so that brings us to the end of our normal stories for the week, Cam. Yeah. That was an awesome way to finish him, bro. That was incredible. Yeah, very exciting <laughs> stuff, eh? Um, so I've got a send-in story. Mm. And so the send-in story is from Stallion uh, Joshua Persau. So Stallion Joshua, thank you for sending that one in. Welcome, Stallion Josh. Uh, the headline is, Kid Tells Mall Santa a Secret. Seconds later, him and his elves are beating the crap out of a child molester. (laughs) A Wisconsin mall Santa decided to handle one of the naughty list members early this... I don't know if you should be chucking into humour when it's a story like this, but I'm reading the article. This isn't me. Um, Early this year, uh, when a young girl told him her Christmas wish was for her stepdad to stop molesting her. He and four of his elves attacked the guy who was waiting nearby um, and pummeled him unconscious. An eyewitness recalled Santa didn't say anything. He just grabbed the back of the guy's skull and head-butted him really hard. The witness continued to say, Then Kringle got on top of him and just started pummeling him. He was laughing and screaming, Ho, 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 motherfucker. I don't know if that's just something that someone said because, like, you know, it would be funny to say in an interview to a, to a news source. Mm. But if he was actually on top of that guy, that you okay, take take aside that this is a horrible thing when anything involved with kids is one of the worst fucking things ever. Yeah. Focusing on just you being a normal person walking through the mall that day. Yeah. <laughs> and you see Santa grab somebody, headbutt them with his elves, get on top of them, beating the shit out of him, screaming, ho, 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 motherfucker. I don't think you could see anything weirder than that. I think the people that saw that, that would have to be the weirdest thing they see in their life, right? It, it must feels, be up there. feels like a cut scene from like GTA 5, like the sort of thing that I'd imagine between missions. It's definitely a Trevor mission. <laughs> dressed as Santa, bashing somebody. But uh, thank you for for uh, that send-in, Joshua. That was uh, it's very interesting. Mm. <laughs> you did, it's one of those stories that puts a real image into your mind. Yeah, yeah, for sure. <laughs> All right, Cam, so I also have a follow-up story yes. as well. So red meat and potato banned from the World Pie Eating Championships <laughs> over farting fears. Now, if this is the first time uh, you're listening to the podcast, I'll, 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 I'll add a little thing now. The decision was made in the wake of recent scandal at the darts event where a competitor said he was put off by another player's farting. So that's a story that we covered uh, in the last few weeks. And uh, at the at the darts, it was a huge thing. Now, Cam, it is streaming over into other sports as well. Still on the obscure sports level. Yeah. But that's where things start, man. Yep. Next, it'll be pool. Then it'll be like badminton, then tennis. And then oh. all of a sudden, it's in the NBA. Dude, that's actually a quite a good like direction. The <laughs> little little ladder that you went up through there. I think that's probably a, a way that it could actually come yeah. out. Maybe throw ping pong in there somewhere. Yeah, and I think you've hit it on the head. <laughs> but I thought that's fucking interesting, man. I I, I think that it's it's, it's hilarious, yeah. but also it kind of. We were talking about it the other week, and we were saying mm. 
it could be a legit way to beat somebody. To throw the other yeah. person off. Yeah. yeah. And I would, I'm wondering if it will come into other sports, you know? It, maybe it already has, but the people that have been affected by it are like, I'm not sinking to a level <laughs> where I'm even going to admit that I caught a whiff of that. Like, I'm yeah. just going to play on. I guess you have to also admit that you don't have the mental focus to do your job and just ignore that somebody farted. Because like, if, you, if you say, oh, that put me off, mm. then forever people are going to put, like, going <laughs> to pass wind near you because they'll go, oh, that's that's his weakness. That's it, your kryptonite. Yeah, if you fart just before he does a slam dunk, then he, like, falls to his knees. <laughs> <laughs> well, so that brings us uh, to an end for the year for all our send-ins. For everyone that sent in stories this year, we just want to give you guys a big thank you. Um, it's it's a part of the podcast we really enjoy, and uh, it's it's cool mm-hmm. to have you guys as a part of the podcast oh. in that way. Uh, to everyone that has jumped up in the live podcast this year as well, and uh, brought in obscure news stories, it's it's something we love, and it's something that we love that you guys listening are getting involved in too, because. Just the best thing is you can cop normal news anywhere, turn on any channel, but, you know, it's awesome that people have gotten around with us around just things that we find funny, things that we find weird and interesting. Yeah, thanks heaps for being part of it. It's been nice hanging out. All right, now we're going to finish off with the final good news story for the year. Photographers create magical Christmas portraits for sick kids worldwide. Children in 10 cities around the world got a bit of magic added to their holiday despite being stuck in hospital during Christmas, thanks to a bunch of talented photographers and digital artists. Using Photoshop and green screen, plus some great source photography, these creators edited more than 200 sick children into beautiful Christmas scenes complete with Santa Claus. It's a project organised by volunteer organisation The Heart Foundation here in Australia, And on Wednesday, they revealed their most ambitious project to date, called the Christmas Wish Project, which is now in its third year. They assembled a team of over 110 volunteers to pull off the feat, and what they did is basically go into hospital, take photos of these kids, hang up green screens, so that if you have a look at this, Timmy... They've got photos of these kids and they've... Oh, that's awesome. They've used Photoshop to add reindeer to these kids who are, in, are actually sitting in their bed and are bedridden, but they've added Santa to images of these kids with their parents. Oh, man, that's epic. Yeah. So good on that group. And their, the quote from their organiser is, Our mission has always been to put a smile on the face of families who are doing it tough at Christmas by helping them to escape reality, even just for a day. Thanks to the power, uh, thanks to the power of photography and Photoshop. And uh, just, I just want to say, Cam, just before before we go, that mm. it's having the good news stories this this year. I've I've loved it, man, mm. and it's and it's you know it's great for us to. I love that we do find you know silly stories and we read them out, but I do love finishing on a good news story every week, and I think it's important. That in whatever community you're in, whatever you know, social network you are in, to when people are doing good things, to to commend them and and uh, encourage other people to do the same, and, and encourage yourself to do the same too, and and uh, so I I think that's awesome, man. Well, here we are. Here we are, Cammy boy. What a year, bro. What a year, brother. This is uh this is it. Charging stallion signing off. For another year, the first year, and just again, guys, thank you so much for for uh, being a part of this this year, and um, can't wait to 
be in your ears again next year. It's been a pleasure. Um, we'll be thinking of you. We'll be back doing it pretty early next year. Um, but yeah, hang out with your friends, hang out with your family. Christmas can be tough if you've lost anyone this year or in the last couple of years. But just know that you're not alone as tough as this holiday can be. Uh, Grief-wise, you will come out the other side of it. You will continue to get stronger. And we're going to continue to say silly stuff to make your weeks interesting. So take care of yourself. And if you are uh, in Melbourne here and you're one of one of our listeners um, and you don't have anyone to spend Christmas Day with, um, myself and a bunch of mates will be going down to the to the Eddie Gardens and hanging out on Christmas Day. Um, hit us, hit me up on on our on our Facebook if you if you are alone on on Christmas Day and you don't have anyone to spend it with. Come and spend it with us. The more, the merrier. We have been charging Stallion presents news we like 2018. We'll see you next year. Catch you later. Oh no, I've got this.